Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, and he's got the fringe I want to binge. It's Luke Bly, how are you my friend, Master Blywalker? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Yeah, no, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right, mate. Another week, another another load of Star Wars filth to talk about, and we have a lot to talk about this week. Yeah. Um, but before that, mate, today was pretty good, wasn't it? Pretty good fun, as of recording, anyway. As <laughs> yeah. of recording, Monday, 21st of November. It was very, very, very fun. Um, England did pretty well in the World Cup. Yeah, man, what a day. Good start to the World Cup. If you're following it, we love you. If you're not, get out. We love you too. Been a good one, mate. It's been a uh, been good vibes today. I missed out on a screening of Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery up London, so I could no. watch the World Cup. Um, I hope I haven't regretted it, but mate... Are you serious? Sweet, serious. There was a show in about just after three o'clock up London, which I was given the okay for. And I was like, <laughs> after all my asking, I can't make it. But other that aside, though, well, the game was good. You're looking good. How's your Monday? How's your day been, my friend? Yeah, that's it, mate. World Cup. And I got a new place, got a new house. And yeah. my, my boiler's packed in. So no. <laughs> I'm around my brother's. I'm around my brother's house at the moment, and my missus she's up in Birmingham because my sister-in-law has given birth and she's helping out. I've got to stay in the house for like repairs and the boiler man, the boiler you. man to come and fix everything. And so it's all just craziness, mate. It's all just a load of craziness. But you know, it's that time of the mu- time of the month, time of the week where we just sit down and just talk star wars and that's a happy time that's a fun time this is a happy time and it doesn't matter who you support yeah in the world cup yeah nick nick from bestman bulletin it doesn't matter who you support mate (laughs) it don't matter that you support iran that's fine you're still welcome to sorry mate sorry not sorry (laughs) so you can still listen to the to the podcast you know i support mate i support star wars and do you know what who's my favorite player in a minute and or my boy, Gazi and Ander. Sadly, though, Gazi and Ander has gone on a break now. He's finished. But if you want to hear what we thought about the season finale of Andor, mate, it's out there on the Star Wars Sessions podcast feed now. We're not going to tell you anything about what we thought here. You're going to have to go and listen to it, aren't they, mate? Yeah, you are. You are. We're doing... Well, I've pretty much given away. We're doing some time traveling stuff right now. So, you know... Just go Still, listen, go to listen. That if you want, but if not, if Andor's not you think not your thing, and we've heard a few of you, for a few of you guys, it's not your thing. That's fine. That is fine. We're going to be chatting a lot of Star Warsy goodness and Disney goodness today, this week on the main show, uh, Matty boy. What is that I can hear in the distance, mate? Oh, if it's not the sound of a dog barking outside of my window, it must be the sounds. Of Big Ben 
Kenobi. You know what it means. I know what it means. Mate, tell the world. What does it all mean? It must mean, mate, boy. It must mean it's a Galactic News Round. The first two episodes of Andor will be available to watch on ABC, FX, Freeform and Hulu over the Thanksgiving weekend. Star Wars Squadrons will be available for free for seven days on the Epic Game Store from November the 24th. And an exhibition of Star Wars toys and cinema posters described as one of the finest collections in the UK has gone on display at the May the Toys Be With You exhibition at Banbury Museum, Oxfordshire. Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson, Max Rebo from Return of the Jedi, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Bob Iger announced his return as CEO of Disney overnight. Iger retired from the company less than a year ago, but he's agreed to come back and serve as CEO for two years, effective immediately. Guess who's back, 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 back again. Hey, I'm going to tell you who's back. Big boy Bob Iger is back in the hot seat. <laughs> Like Lukey Boy said, we uh, we already had a main discussion planned for tonight. It was a think piece. It's something I thought about on the road again. And then we woke up this morning to the news that Bob Chapek has stepped down from his role as chief executive of Disney. By step down, I mean he was given the boot on November the 20th, 2022. And who's been brought back in? Robert Bobby Boy Iger has been brought Iger, in. mate. Iger's been brought in to temporarily take the reins temporarily for the next two years. But we thought, well, this is rather big news. It's business news, but it's big news for Lucasfilm and Star Wars. It's because of everything that Mr. Iger has done for the franchise. Well, he bought it for for Disney, mate. So uh, we woke up this morning. We saw the news. It's taken the internet by storm, the business world Mm -hmm. and pop culture. Let's, Let's talk about... Firstly, rather than talking about the departing CEO, Bob Chapek, what are you thinking about Bob Iger's return? The eye of the Iger, mate. The eye <laughs> of the Iger. Um, <laughs> listen, I think we're starting with Iger. We're starting with Iger first, his return, return just of about, the Jedi. Just about when, when you heard the news that, this, that him himself was coming back. A nice way to sandwich the good news and the bad news, then we'll... The next main is kind of good stuff, so we'll we'll sandwich it. Um, No, I think Iger is a Disney guy. He's a Disney guy. I think he suits the Disney brand, um, which uh, Chapek doesn't. Um, And like you said, you know, he's a big deal. He's very well respected in Hollywood. Uh, He bought Lucasfilm for Disney. He bought Marvel for Disney. Um, He focused like Galaxy's Edge, all, all of that stuff. All of that stuff is I Disney Plus. The, the Disney Plus, the foundations of all of Disney Plus, Bob Iger. It came with some mistakes, right? Like, don't get yep. it twisted. Yeah, the yeah. guy isn't isn't perfect, but it's worth noting that Disney had its like record breaking years under Bob Iger, and I think people who love 
um, the theme parks were really, really happy. Again, maybe not, not, it's not perfect, but they were happier under Iger than they were Chapek. And you, I mean, you can tell, you can tell. I remember hearing, um, about Bob Chapek Ch- first from our boy Isaac, Isaac Pevy. And he was saying how, like, you know, there's this dude called Bob Chapek who runs the parks and he's not a cool dude. He's not a cool dude. He <laughs> he is he's kind of like running the parks into you know the ground a little bit and he's very much a numbers person. And Iger's not like that. He's not like that. So for me mate, my immediate response is fantastic. This is what Disney you know needs and it's probably worth noting as well. And I'm sure there are some external factors contributing to this like with everything, but Without a doubt, a lot of it is to do with Bob Chapek's um, leadership style, whatever that is. Um, but uh, Disney stock has uh, gone down 40% since Bob Chapek has be- become CEO. So, oh, and I'll quickly fact check that as well, but I'm pretty sure that is like the, the number. And that's, that's ridiculous. That is absurd. Even with a company that's gone through, you know, the vid. And mm-hmm. 2020, yep. 2021. What were your immediate reactions to this, mate? Uh, not too dissimilar from yours and many other people. And that 40%, that's the number. That's doing the rounds on all the trades, that 40%. You know, that you, before we get into the figures, I'll say my immediate reaction. Good thinking. What a good way to put it. Immediate reaction. When I woke up this morning, it was, yes, wow, wow, wow. Where has this come from? You go to bed on a Sunday night. You're ready. To, ready it's a school night or work or pre-work night you wake up and not it's not just that bob chapek has stepped down or is no longer the ceo of disney is that bob Iger has come back bobby Iger's he was the chairman for 15 years he led disney disney for got a bit of pixar got a bit of marvel got a bit of lucasfilm in there it's been it's been less than a year you know since he stepped away overall because he's been uh with the company um, I think in a chairman role, executive chairman role, um, since stepping down as CEO. So he's barely, he hasn't really been out of the company. He's been doing some side hustles elsewhere. But it's the fact that if, who do they turn to immediately? Bob Iger. You know, they needed quality leadership. They they went to somebody who, like you said, wasn't always perfect. And that's something that I think we have to bear in mind here. I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of excitement mm-hmm. about um, Bobby Iger coming back. And and let's not lie, most of it was extremely good. All of most of our f- recent Star Wars memories, specifically, are f- because of the Bob Iger regime. Um, yeah. In terms of the leadership, brought Star Wars back, bro. Yeah, he's, he a, bought, yeah, he's he, a big he, Star he Wars. He brought fan. it back. Yeah, he bought it back, and you can only imagine what this is going to do for the brand. But I think I think it's good, mate. I think whilst yes, there are other things at play, like uh, and also in terms of his leadership, a lot of things were rushed out. A lot of decisions corporate decisions were made which i think you probably look back on and think huh probably wish i hadn't have said that or done that and also mm-hmm. he is the man responsible partly for ushering in the shapek shapek era uh so there's that side yeah, of it as well hand hand well, picked him apparently him, so but no uh. immediate reaction mate very very excited by the news but as always with me it's not pessimism it's that kind of I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening because it's a two-year temporary role where he's going to be hopefully bringing some stability to the company whilst also leading the uh, recruitment, leading the transition to get somebody else in to eventually take over from him. So uh, uh, it's it's good news on a Lucasfilm level, I think, mate. 
Well, take these stats, um, you know, and have 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 a think about it. Make your own decision on mm-hmm. this, right? So, um, people have been saying this is probably the most significant piece of corporate upheaval since since Steve Jobs went back to Apple. That was a big deal. We all know how that went. It went very well for Changed Apple. the world for technology. Yeah, absolutely. And Steve Jobs isn't necessarily my favorite guy, you know, but a lot of these kind of characters who are at the top aren't usually, you know, everyone's cup of tea. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, numbers, mate, numbers. Disney shares went up more than 8% this morning on Wall Street. <laughs> How is that for this confidence? Week. So Monday this week, 21st of November, yeah, Disney shares went up 8%. That's nearly 14 billion US dollars. Which is insane. Insane. And that's you know, that's the confidence that having somebody like Bob Iger in, like you said, he's a Disney man, he's a company man. When he was, uh, when he was front and centre doing the Disney Investor Days or when he was – uh, doing whatever it was in a professional capacity, in a business capacity, he had an air of authority, he had a presence about him that brought confidence, and it just felt he felt like he added stability. Whereas Chapek, I think I called him Mister Charisma when when he did the Investors Day, he looked like a man who was, and I don't, I'm not going to sit here and make this a bashing session for my end certainly, but he looked like right. a man who wasn't necessarily trained in front of the cameras as well as someone like Bob Iger. Now Chapek, he's a he uh, has done well with the, with, with the parks. I mean, whatever we think about the guy, we'll talk about that. The Disney parks have made $28.7 billion in the last year overall around, around the world. Wow. The guy is the, the guy was the right CEO for the wrong company, I think. I think you yeah. stick him in the head of another major conglomerate or big organization. He does very well, but Disney seems to be a different beast, doesn't it, mate? It needs a certain you, particular pair of hands. You. Yeah, you do. You need someone who is your typical CEO, which isn't anybody, by the way. You know, no, when not. you look, when you look into what a CEO does and what they're capable of doing, they're not usually, I'm just taking, you know, a random generalization here. They're not usually people like you and I. And I'm talking to like you, the listener right now, right? Mm-hmm. They're not people like us, right? These are people who have like mad energy, crazy, crazy drive. And we'll do whatever to, to, to like, you know, leapfrog people in their, in a similar position. That's mm-hmm. what these people are, right? Um, but I think with, it, it, with Disney, you need that bit of magic. I know it sounds a bit, a bit cliche, but you do. <laughs> true, you need, you need that bit of magic. You need to believe in the brand. And at times with Chapek, mate, it felt like he didn't believe it. It felt like mm-hmm. he didn't get it. And you're like, mate, what are you doing? Yeah. I think for a lot of people, the concerns well um, started when he got rid of the annual passes, you know, like the Disney yeah. Park annual passes, which is kind of your bread and butter. You know, you need those people who live in Orlando, live in Florida, live in California to be going to your parks regularly. Yeah. And I think they look like Disney Company went, yeah, no, right, now Chapex here, we're going to get rid of those. You know, and drastically change everything. We're going to put the prices up across the board. Mm-hmm. He's a numbers guy. Chapek is a numbers guy. Yep. And for a lot of corporations, that's like your, what you said, mate. That is spot on. That is exactly what you need. Um, but with Disney coming out of, the, you know, a, a, a pandemic, out of the vid, you know, you, d- you don't just go around cutting budgets and like, 
putting prices up. That's not the answer. You need to do something else. And it felt like that's what he was riding on, mate. That's just what felt. I don't know, mate. I don't know. And and for me, it feels like he wasn't qualified. He wasn't qualified enough. The brand has suffered, mate. And and you know the guys at the top. They are not having that. Because if there's one thing Disney identifies most with, it's their brand image. And it suffered. I mean... What was Chape? Well, you know, what's his vision? What was his actual vision? What was his influence? What was his legacy? Now, again, I, I always like to try and see the devil's advocate both sides of the coin. The guy took over from Bob Iger, one of the most successful CEOs in the company's history, uh, overtook, like you said, record-breaking numbers, and then he had to navigate the pandemic. Now, that's that wasn't easy for any business for for anyone at all. But like you've just said, there were so many he cut, so many costs on one hand, like by taking things away, but then by driving them up and doing things like wanting to put a casino at Disney World. I mean, that's never going to happen. I mean, they've, they've just no. got Ogre's Cantina selling booze at Disney World. You're not going to get a casino and stuff like that. In Disney World, the, I think... But that's what not what saying, Disney is, mate. Well, exactly. That's not what you know, Disney maybe, is. Maybe the JPEG it is, but it isn't. And like you said, it's... In terms of being qualified... Let me mm-hmm. come on. What's his legacy? Telling Scarlett Johansson, you get paid too much. Stop complaining about your contract that we screwed you over on. You know, staying silent on extreme cultural issues, staying very silent and only saying anything when he realised, oh, <laughs> I've been caught out here. Um, talking about the metaverse and all this and then having to backtrack on that because uh, this whole experiential lifestyle platform he wanted to introduce. It's, and yeah, it's then, crazy. And now you look at what, Oh man, it's, it, it, I wanted to try and bring, I can't because, you know, I like you said, I don't think he's done a great job. I wanted to try and bring some balance and say, you know, Iger's had 15 years, Chapex had one or two. But I feel so much more confident in what Bob Iger can bring in terms of Lucasfilm. He's, he, I know he's going to do a great job for Marvel. He's going to do, do a great job for Pixar and Disney animation. But for Lucasfilm though, dude. You know, the guy who ushered in Disney Plus, which um, as we've uh, as we've also it was also announced today that it's you know Disney Plus has lost nearly one point five billion dollars in the three months leading up to the end of September. They need to turn this around. He, he has got to turn this around. But from a Lucasfilm point of view, though, mate, he ushered in things like The Mandalorian to start with, and we know there's another season of that coming. We've got Andor, all these other shows coming. Now, what do you think the knock-on effect will have? From a Lucasfilm point of view. Well, they'll have a CEO that actually turns up to their events. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Because Chafek didn't turn up to stuff, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't see him. How many times, how many times, Matt, would you see Bob Iger at Galaxy's Edge? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's that. That was you know, it. Not wasn't just his thing. It was it, it is a passion he had, but also he realised he's he is the, he's a CEO. He's the head of this thing. Influence influence flows down the stream. Spawn. It's a simple in any business, but Disney man, he, he wanted to he wanted to be seen there. But there's a lot of there's a lot of leaders there, bro. Like even in um, my little short career, you know, like. You, you can tell there are leaders and there are leaders, you know, yeah, and yeah. Um, absolutely, man. And JPEG, like, he, he wouldn't turn up to stuff. <laughs> and I don't get that. Like, I don't get it. I it's like, this one. it's like, you, it's like being at the World Cup and, you know, the manager not turning up. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you talking about? 
and it does go it does go uh, uh, you know a a it, go, it goes a country mile you know have it having your boss turn up to 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 in a big event it does matter and it does have an effect on the event it does have an effect on the product and it does have an a, a, an effect on even the marketing it's a big 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 yep. deal and this guy was probably you know doing other work right but that's the problem with with a person like that and a ceo you can always be working you could work 24 7 right you could easily that's why they're paid so so much money because they don't have a life what Mm -hmm. they have to do is prioritize what to do you know what what activity they're going to be doing and that's what Iger can do you know and from what i saw chapek didn't do that Mm -hmm. and so when you ask me you know what, what? How how could this affect Lucasfilm? I think it, it can affect it in multiple ways, mate. Iger will be on set. Iger will be at the premieres. He will be at events. He will be on video streams. He will be at Star Wars Celebration. Or if not, oh, there'll yeah. be a voice message. He will have a presence. Yep. Chapek's not that dude. He's not 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 that guy. And it's still surprises me and it, you know I, I think it's worth mentioning again what you said up top mate it still surprises me that Iger went for this guy you know and from i don't know what it is but surely there must have been some politics there there must be something else other than what we're just seeing mm-hmm. because and that's how business works you know and i think there was a dude i forgot what outlet it's from, you know, but there was a dude saying, yeah, I, I'd known this for like a few weeks. I'd heard this, like, Chapek was on thin ice. And by the way, there are other people in the Disney Corporation who are on thin ice. Mm-hmm. There will be now. They certainly will be now. Bob Iger's got two years to change this up. I don't, I don't necessarily think we're going to see sweeping changes immediately. I think they're going to see gradual things. And in terms of a Lucasfilm, mate, I think this is very good news. I think this is very, very good news to have. I think John Favreau especially has the year of Bob Iger. I think they've got a very good working relationship. Bob uh, Bob Iger was uh, partially as responsible as Kathy Kennedy and the gang for ushering in the Mandalorian, um, which which has become so popular under his stewardship. And Another thing people are talking about, mate, is Bobby Iger. Yes, he might have rushed out three films in the sequel trilogy, but we got the films. We got some Star Wars films. Now, do you think in the next two years, Bob Iger is going to not necessarily fast track, but put a little bit more emphasis or prioritize the cinematic experience? Because Disney Plus, yeah, it took a heck of a hit in the last quarter of the in this particular last quarter of the year but we've got we know star wars has got plenty more to come from disney plus in the next year as has marvel we're going to get more original stuff too but um how do you think bobby Iger's going to look at the cinematic landscape of star wars well he comes across historically anyway as a film guy mm-hmm. you know Iger is that dude who you know he likes to put out those big films um, he loves an event i think 2019 was like the biggest year for them, wasn't it? And that's yeah. when they had like Endgame. You had Lion King, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. That was that was the record breaking year, boy, right? Yeah. I don't think a studio had earned that much money before from yeah about Disney. Seven billion dollars or something like that. Something stupid. Something really, mad. really, really daft. And that's Iger, man. And I think he understands that without films, you do, you don't have 
tentpole pop culture, like series and streaming series can only take you so far because essentially what are these series built around? They're built around films. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think, I think Iger gets that. The irony here, right, and maybe even an elephant in the room, oh. is that I would say, and I want to know your thoughts on this, mate, um, although I would say I'm probably more of the TV guy than you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I watch a lot more of the series than you. Know. I think it. that's an he understatement. <laughs> I think yeah, You're hard-pressed to get me to finish a TV show, even the ones I like. <laughs> yeah, even the ones he's like. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think Lucasfilm is probably considered, you know, it, it, as being in a very good place right now. Uh, maybe even the best out of the whole Disney studios, which I wouldn't have dreamt of saying, you know, 24 months ago. I would have thought, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I think Star Wars just, uh, they're hitting home runs, mate. They're hitting home runs. Not everything's perfect. We know not everything's perfect. And yep. I think even Lucasfilm know that. But to to deliver on, you know, just this year alone, mate, Book of Boba, Kenobi, Andor, Tales of the Jedi, before that, Mandalorian, Clone Wars Season 7. Yeah, oh, man. You know. Was that this year? Bad Batch. No, no, no I'm talking like I said before oh, that. I was so thinking, before man, this year. quickly. Sorry, no, no, no. So before this year, you know, you've, yes. you've had a yeah, lot yeah. of home runs. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. no, people can people can say what they want about them, you know. But and there has indeed been a mixed response to something like Book of Boba, but even Kenobi. I know I know people got their issues of Kenobi, but mate, it's still. I, you you talk to people in the street, they still love that show. Is it perfect? No, but a lot of people adore that show. They just love seeing Ewan back. So. Oh, uh, I think Lucasfilm are in a good place. So I think that's bought them some time. Um, I think you're but what, I, what I can see is Iger putting his foot down and saying, guys, come on. We've got on. this window. Come on. We need to, we need to get our house in order here. Do you know what I mean? Do you think? No, I think you're Maybe. right. Mate. Um, I think you're right. Shakira, her hips don't lie. But for Disney, those figures don't lie. For Boba Fett, <laughs> Boba Fett had mad viewing figures, dude, didn't it? We know it. We, we yeah. even we looked at it, we're like, are these inflated or something? Because these are huge. But then Kenobi came out, big figures, and or not so much. I don't think that's a but problem. Critically, no. critically, it's and if they and if they can, like we we've been speaking about last week, um, if they can get some awards love for Andor and 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 push it into that prestige level, then that will be that's. Look, if Disney Disney want those figures, but at the same time, like like a film studio wants an Oscar or or a BAFTA, or whatever, those you know you you want to be able to say you've got an Emmy award winning show or an Emmy award winning performer in your cast. Now, Andor is the only one of the Star Wars shows for me that has any realistic chance of saying, yeah, this is actually top tier acting. This is top tier directing. No, sl- yeah. no shade on the other ones. I have to say that, but some people will misquote you if you think if they think you're dunking on Mando and all the well, other that's things. That's why we but, did a main show about Mando last week. But, you know, mate, like, exactly to, mm. to show that it's not just we love Andor because we're living in Cassian's world at the minute. But there's plenty of good stuff in all of the other shows, and the figures don't lie. For Andor, engagement might be down, uh, but judging by those figures in the last three months, I don't think it's because of Andor that Disney Plus has been hemorrhaging money. But at the same time, it's overtaken Netflix in terms of subscribers. So, you know, every, every cloud in that sense, and like we've said, we've got Ahsoka, Mando season three, skeleton crew, uh, the acolyte 
I think we're all coming out next year. Uh, Visions 2. Who uh, who knows what else we're going to get on. And that's just Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. And I think you might be right, mate. In terms of the landscape on Disney+, Plus, I think Star Wars is, be, has, is, is in a very good place, especially now Andor's coming out and getting critically loved. I, and I think next year will be the same. I can't see Mando, Ahsoka, certainly. I can't see those two, you know, bombing in any way. Um, Skeleton Crew and Acolyte are the unknowns, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun with those. But it's in the cinema, like you say. Bob Iger, he loves a premiere. He loves an event. And I th- and I do think his his legacy in this two years, I think his parting gift will be to get the house in order at Lucasfilm in the cinematic branch and say, Right, if if we need something in twenty twenty five, if it's gonna be mm-hmm. the um the Ms. Marvel director and uh Lindelof doing it, great. But we need something now. We need a plan. If it's a standalone, great. Let's just get it sorted. Let's get it out there, let's commit to this. Because Disney Plus at the minute is doing pretty well by itself. Let's commit to this film now. Well, um it's also worth knowing two years isn't that long. This is a caretaker job. Yeah, it is. No. It's been three years since the start of the pandemic. That's flown by. Yeah. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. uh two two years. That's not long at all. At no. all. Um I wonder who'll take the reins after him. I know that's I know that's really probably looking too far, but um It's an interesting one, mate, because it's mm-hmm. one you wonder whether they're gonna go external. If they're going to look internal, that a guy called Kevin Mayer who was mm-hmm. fairly well tipped beforehand, and then and then Bob Paycheck came along and took the took the gig. But um, Bob Paycheck, oh, um, <laughs> um, his name well done, his, mate. his name makes for a nice little pun there. But um, I think they might go external I, again. I don't know the hierarchy of Disney. There are people mm-hmm. out there who are much more versed in this, like our boy Peffy and many other very talented creators who know any in, in kind of internal potential candidates i think they might yeah. go external all i ho- all i hope for is the same in anything get the right person in get the right yeah. person in who's who's got a proven record in this at this level not just you know you know has got a proven record but not at the level of ceo of one of the biggest companies in the world you need somebody who can come in bring new ideas who who can sustain what they've already got elevate bring new ideas and put and push us into the new decade the 2030s i think they need someone i know they've been they're cutting jobs at the minute at disney under the chapek era um you know that's going to bring a little bit of net income i you know it's high uh, heighten that a little bit more in the short term well i've known that probably everyone is at the moment i imagine they are yeah but in the long run though they're going to need to bump those figures back up again just to bring that continue that growth and I've, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm sure somebody out there said, oh, I wonder about Dave Filoni. You know, been that idea. No. This is Disney, not Lucasfilm. So I don't I, I don't know. I'm not well-placed enough, mate. But I've got a feeling that they may cast their net a little bit wider this time, look internationally, look externally as well, because they might have been – maybe they feel a little bit burnt by this experience. Yeah. Pandemic, definitely. I get it. But yep, do, you think do you think they'll go in-house or is it too early to tell? Yeah, I, I, I don't know enough. I don't know enough, mate. Um, I think usually you you try and get a guy internally. You, I think, I think that is the Disney way, right? You want mm-hmm. someone who's in the Disney Corporation, understands the Disney ethos. Although that's what's happened this time. But I just think the guy, <laughs> the guy shouldn't have been in the Disney Corporation anyway. <laughs> that's not what I think. The guy was looking after the parks, mate, and he did a miserable mm-hmm. job at it. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's in charge of the ma- most magical place on earth. Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. saying that. I'm saying that. And, and you've been there recently. No, I mean it. 
I mean it. You know, these these places are holy lands for a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people. They will spend a lot of money there. And to to annoy those people, you know, I I, I think it's it's almost like a hard job. It's a hard job and he managed to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like he managed yeah. to annoy <laughs> the diehards. It's like, how do you yeah, do that? Nice. You know, there's a reason why so many people are so happy about this. And what's mad is the Financial Times have uh, come out with a story only only a few hours ago, beginning of this okay. week, Monday, 21st of November. And um, they've said this has been this, this kind of um, uh, campaign to overthrow JPEG, it's been, it's been going since the summer. So yeah. four or five months now, six months maybe. Yes. People have said, yeah, we're done. And we're talking about people in Disney. And fi- you know, Financial Times, this isn't this isn't like, you know, it's Daily Fail printing this yeah. or something. No, it's not tabloid. It's yeah. not clickbait.com. It's, you mm-hmm. know, this is a real deal. People are saying, yeah, no, this has been in the pipeline for, for ages. And, it, yeah. you know, mate, they introduced Iger like this morning. You know, that's not like they didn't just call him up yesterday and go, "Hey, yeah. do you fancy a job? Yeah, all right then. I'll come out of decide. I'll come out of retirement and do that." No, no, no. This stuff's been in. <laughs> this has been in the works for a while. They've waited for the right time. And also, Chapek said something really stupid recently, didn't he? He said uh, <laughs> a lot of adults, you know, on Disney Plus, they uh, they might be watching. Uh, you know, one of our animated stuff, and um, you know, they don't want to watch any more animated stuff. You know, once yeah, the kids go on. to bed, they wanna they wanna watch adult stuff. So we're exploring that, something like that, right? And it's like, dude, are you joking? Like, like I I understand what he's what, what he's trying to say mm-hmm. in diversifying content, but that's just such a rookie way to put it. I could have handled that much better. And it's like, mm-hmm. mate, you don't understand your own diehard audience. Yeah. You are alienating the people that make Disney. And what was Quite coming out at the time? Media company. Tales of the Jedi was dropping in and around that time, mate. Yeah, that's it. So, don't even know his own content, mate. Oh, it's funny. Um, Bobby Iger said at the beginning of this year, I think he was like, I, it'd be what, what a mad thing to think I'd ever go back as Disney CEO. You know, I'm done with it now because he genuinely thought he was. And 11 months later, he's back. And yeah, Trey Peck has put his foot in it many times. He has backed the wrong horse. He's been caught yeah. with his pants down uh, many uh, too many times now. Um, he is he's shown that he is he's not a progressive thinker. He is not right for this company. Disney is a forward thinking company. He's not a businessman. He's, he, he's, he's, he's not. He's not a businessman in the sense of a, of, of like being a true leader. You know, yeah, I'm sure leader. he's great. Yeah. I'm sure he's great in a finance department. Oh yeah, I bet he loves. I bet he loves looking at spreadsheets all day. To be fair, so do I. But um, and look, I, <laughs> before anyone shouts at them through me through my headphones, I'm fully aware that Disney as a company has some very very rocky patches when it comes to being progressive and forward thinking. Even this week with the release of Wakanda Forever, they're still doing their old tricks. But Shapek himself is not the man. Like you say, he's not a leader. He is not the man. He just did not inspire that confidence at the top of the company to be, say. I am going to push push these guys on. We are going to give you quality content. We're going to have quality in the right places. And I'm the man that you can trust. D- just did not give that confidence. Now, if we can get two years of Bob Iger giving that back, and the, like we've said, he hasn't been perfect all the time, but he's been a sight better than Bob Chapek. And I don't mean to sit there and completely dunk on the guy, but I'm looking at results. I'm looking at legacy. I'm looking at what they've bought and, Bob Iger, mate, has, has bought it. And if we just get one more Disney investor day with him standing there in his lovely grey suit, shirt unbuttoned, no tie on, introducing the next slate of content, I'll be a happy boy, man. 
Well, there's one more thing I want to bring up, and that is yeah. that um, a lot of market analysts um, uh, and experts, um, they're looking at this and they're saying one of the things that, yeah, Disney's doing very well in, but it's costing them a lot of money and it's affecting their cash flow is Disney+. Plus. Um, they probably need to do, they probably need to do a lot of accounting on it and, and to figure out like where that cost is coming from, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. One thing I would say is when you do have material like the I am Groot shorts, you know, the Grogu shorts coming out, you know, and the, 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 these, these are quite cheap projects, but, mm-hmm. um, when you have, it feels like Disney throwing stuff onto their service willy nilly. And I think that can especially feel true of Marvel. I think. From a certain point of view, maybe even Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I d- I wouldn't be surprised if one or two shows gets cancelled. Well, that's what I was going to say to you, mate. Is not necessarily the cancellations, but do you think for twenty twenty four then we may not see four shows coming out? We may see two shows coming out with the same budget, though. They're not going to suddenly uh, give them the budget in terms of bringing back costs. Yeah. Do you think they'll give us two? shows that they've had a little bit longer on especially the vfx guys or do you think they'll continue to be like no disney plus is the way excuse the pun and we're going to continue to put out four shows a year because again next year mando ahsoka acolyte skeleton crew dude these aren't shorts these are at least eight episode seasons possibly multi-seasons when it comes to the acolyte i don't know about skeleton crew yet and then 2024 and or season two comes out on mando season four you know that that's 2024 already if they're only going for two so they want that Mm. creative quality do you think they're going to pull back on disney plus in order to focus on potentially cinematic or just to save a few bunts basically bunts bit of bunts um that's money for those internationally i (laughs) Bunsen burn a nice little he loves it. That's for those it. who don't know. Um, yeah, I, it's really hard to say. And because we're so biased and we love this stuff, like we inject it into our veins, mm. I don't think you're ever going to always get a straight answer. But you know us, like, you know, long-term listeners know we try to be as balanced and as far as possible. I can't help but think they might want to lean stuff out. I can't help but think that. They're going to go, look, do we need to tell, do we need to tell this story? Do we need that? Because mm-hmm. they're probably going to look at it, mate, and go, you know, most Star Wars fans, are they going to are they going to cancel their Disney Plus subscription? I don't know. They'd probably rather cancel Netflix ahead of Disney. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. And that's, prob- that's probably true. That's probably true. And think they're going to be putting out a couple of Marvel shows as well and t- to keep people on board as well. Mm-hmm. They're not an, an average strategy well. in it. That is the strategy. That is like, no doubt, that is the strategy. They want at least one flag show ship airing every every month, right? Yep. Whether that's Star Wars, whether that's Marvel, whether that's something else. And I think Disney is struggling to find that niche that really works for them outside of those two IPs, outside of Marvel and Star Wars. Um, and it can feel like that some, sometimes, you know, but, but Disney puts out some uh, fantastic content, fantastic content. And it's probably worth noting as well in the UK here, we have the best deal when it comes to Disney plus because we, we get do. Hulu effectively just mm-hmm. chucked in. 
Um, in the States, ESPN, Hulu, Disney, they're all separate. In the UK, it's merged onto one, um, with the exception of live sports because of legal stuff, right? Yeah. We have different, different contracts and that over here in Europe and a lot of the world. So, and it, um, and that's the same in not just the UK, that's the same in a lot of regions, right? So, you know, it does offer a lot of stuff, but I think it's it's still playing catch up with Netflix, despite the subscriber numbers. Um, I do think in some ways it's catching up. But Netflix, you know, that's a whole different conversation, man. That's a whole different combo because Netflix is not being, you know, they're not in a good place either. I think what's happening is we've been, and we've used the expression on this show, the streaming wars have been going crazy. Companies have been like chucking money at this stuff. And I think they're finding out, do you know what? We don't actually have that much content. We're struggling. Yeah, we're, kind, we're, kind of maxed, we're kind of maxed out on what we can do. And Paramount Plus, Discovery Plus, HBO Max, what, whatever, you, whatever you name, it can't keep up with Disney and Netflix. That, no. that is, you know, the, you can't compete with it right now. Right now. I don't think that will stay like that. And I don't even think that the whole system will stay how it's running at the moment. I think there's going to be some stuff in the future that will happen that will merge these services into like one platform or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Uh, Amazon Prime, it's worth, it's worth noting that Amazon Prime always is in the background somewhere doing whatever. And, and they always seem to do well. They got a lot of money behind them. That's not going out anytime soon, is it? You know, out of fashion. No, Amazon Amazon Prime's not going anywhere. It's starting to feel a bit like a new cable. Apple TV. I like how Apple TV Plus. I like how they do it. They just get big Mm -hmm. name actors to do very good films. Won an Oscar last year. Coda, Best Picture. Apple TV putting the money in the right places. I think Bob Iger. I think he's going to do that. He's got two years, mate. He's got two years to make his to put his next legacy out. It's going to give him more ample content to sell his next book as well. I'm very excited to see what he can do in the next few years and to roll in the new era of Disney, Lucasfilm, all aboard the Iger Express. Well, some of you guys who follow us on socials might have seen something very special has happened. That's right. We are collaborating with Sabres Pro, uh, the number one lightsaber distributor, supplier, and provider of youngling slaying equipment in the world. Um, Matty Boy, you've got one of these lightsabers, mate. How is it? And have how, have you slayed any younglings yet? Any Tuscans, baby Tuscans? If you love to slay a youngling... Sabres Pro are the company for you. Now, I have got the uh, the lightsaber with me right now. We were uh, sent. We were given the Vanguard Silver model with the SN Pixel V3 core. And I've got to say, mate, for somebody who's never really owned a lightsaber before, I'm very, very impressed. Mm. I'm going to tell you right now, it's sturdy. It doesn't, it doesn't break when you smack it against a wall or against somebody's shoulder. It sounds great. There's a variety of colours. There's a variety of sounds. There's a little bit of music as well in there mm. for you, mate. If you want to stand there and listen to Leia's theme whilst you're cutting people down, you can do. Or like me, posing in the rain. Yeah, Sabres Pro, mate. I'm very, very pleased with the product I've got. And if you want to uh, check out their range, you can check out Sabres Pro com they got a lot on there mate a lot of good stuff on there uh does your litlan like it does she look at it and go oh my days this is like awesome 
Because as a kid, that was always my dream to have like a quality metal lightsaber. Like that's what I had in my head anyway. So yeah, no, I tell you something. When I genuinely, uh, I let her hold it and I said, you know, this isn't a toy. You know, this is real stuff. This is. But I thought, you know, watch this. So I, I, I ignited it. And I've her face, her mouth just dropped open. There was a a real sense of like childlike wonder and awe, and that was just me. And then Olivia saw it and did exactly the same. But her exact words were, um, "What is the color that Ray has?" So we said it. Yeah. We've cycled through the colors. It's like Jedi Fallen Order. It's about twelve colors. We got to the yellow, and that was it. She was playing with it. She was swinging it about because she wanted to be Ray. And yeah, mm. she, it wasn't too heavy for her. She didn't break it. She loved it, mate. Her face lit up as much as this lights up a dark room. The, the luminosity on that is filled. That, yes. The, the, that, now, that's what I've noticed, is that the brightness on the actual saber is a lot stronger, I think, than some of the sabers you get, like Disney or, or wherever. And, and it's noticeable. Even in, like, a room with lights on and stuff, it just... Yes. It's ridiculous how bright this is. I said that in the old TikTok or the reel that we shared as well. Right. Oh, you, look, you've got it there. Go on. Put it on for us quickly and give the people some sound. Go on. Oh. And he's still got it yellow. Is it yellow? It's yellow. It's still Ray Skywalker's colour. And, uh, yeah, this is lighting me up like an absolute torch. Is it? That's, uh, that's lit up like the Jakku village at the beginning of The Force Awakens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the spirit. I'm really pleased with that. The good news is, if you want a discount on one of these savers, you can get 10% off using this code Star Wars Sessions. No spaces, just Star Wars Sessions. You get 10% off. Um, and it's perfect time of the year to buy one, isn't it, really? Even if you're getting it for a pre- as a present or just to stab some younglings, you know, like some go to your nearest Tuscan village, you know, and slay everyone. Slay. Slay the younglings. Everyone. The mothers, too. Yep, everyone. No, you know, we don't discriminate. Everyone. If you do buy one from SabresPro.com with that 10% code Star Wars Sessions, let us know. We'd love to see your picture. Tag us. We want to see you in action with your Saber, like Luke's had to see me in action with mine. So thank you, Sabres Pro guys. Check them out. Hi, this is Max Lloyd-Jones from The Mandalorian and Lieutenant Reed and Boba Fett. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Do you reckon in the halls of Disney and in Bob Iger's 28-room mansion, they're popping some champagne or necking a few beer skis? That's what we're going to do right now, my friend. The Essex Falcon has pulled itself up outside our favourite dusty drinking hole the bantina lukey boy there's only one question that remains and that is shall we let's do it can i offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative a libation can i persuade you to join us for a drink absolutely Give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yes, beefier than Iger. That's Luke Bly. And we are here in the Bantina. For those new to the show, for those old to the show, each week we sit down with you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers. 
Let me get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week, we wanted to know your thoughts on the breaking news about the bobs. The barbs. Bobs. Bob. Um, right, to kick it off, mate, let's start with some polls. We did some polls asking you guys mm. what you mm. thought of this. Uh, we asked the question, is the removal of Bob Chapek as Disney CEO a good thing? Yes or no? Very simple. Um, and we got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of votes across social media in. On uh, Twitter, it was... 95% yes they thought it was a wow. good thing 5% no that's crazy that's ridiculous uh, on Instagram it was even higher 97% to 3% it's almost unanimous you know and, and, and we do we do these polls every now and then for, for multiple Star Wars questions and, and concepts and rumours and news I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever seen something this unanimous. Uh, have you, mate? Not. Uh, 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 we've seen things that have been that have swayed one way, but never, yeah, never this concrete. Ninety-six and ninety-seven percent, or ninety-five and ninety-seven. That is massive. You know, the in terms of consumers, they have spoken. You know, they have spoken there that they think this is the what this is the right way. I think I would like to hear from the five percent and the three percent who voted it wasn't a good idea and not to say you're wrong or, or no. we're right explain yourself i'd love to know like, the the from the a differing opinion now why do you not think this is a good idea is it because it's very much with out with the new in with the old or is it a case of there's, there's no ideas there's, there's a lack of um diverse thinking you know what is it i'd love to know more about it but as it stands mate <laughs> yeah that's pretty that you're not going to get much more uh than that unanimous in that no no i've never seen anything as just like one direction as that if you if you know what maybe a pardon yeah. the pun the old harry styles <laughs> pun um, that's what right. makes you beautiful <laughs> yes exactly it does. exactly my boy uh right okay let's go over to some comments on the sweet sweet instagram uh bruce usm says fantastic news and news i wasn't expecting which makes it even sweeter that's a good point i wasn't expecting this were you done who was apart from no. the insiders who was literally just woke up this morning and saw it i think it was on the discord you know like that's where i saw it for first i think it was one of the early birds on the discord maybe johnny or something like i that. think it was, was like, johnny oh, yeah, yeah i'm like man what what's going yeah. on uh, now this is this is an interesting comment and this is more disney um parks related which is something that chapek knows very very well because that was his job before becoming disney ceo this is from our boy mo sif slayer 246 who says hope he gets rid of disney plus uh, genie plus sorry not disney plus, genie mm-hmm. plus lightning lane and brings back fast pass the park experience has really gone downhill in the last few years. Price reductions on the Galactic Star Cruiser is a must-too. He gave us Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I believe this will begin to make things right. He, of course, being Bob Iger. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just seeing that over and over again. People talking about the Disney parks. Uh, our girl Jess, Adventures by Jess, says, I'm really happy and really hope Iger lowers prices for the parks and brings back Star Wars in the theatres. Um, our boy, Eve, 
Uh, mm. He did some reading up on this because his uh, his initial reaction was really like mixed. He was like, "I don't see why this is a big deal. It just seems like a corporate yep. guy coming in for another corporate guy." Um, he then commented on his own comment, um, c- kind of correcting <laughs> himself, saying, "Now that I've read up on him, I have to say that I'm actually happy and I expect some improvements." Uh, fantastic, fantastic stuff. People seem to be really, really positive about this, which isn't surprising. Uh, looking at our poll. Matty Boy, what else are people saying on the internet about Shapek and Iger? I'll tell you, mate. I'll also say I wouldn't, from someone who hasn't been to one of the parks in a long time, I know you have. I know um, Mo has recently been. I don't know how quickly we're going to see the prices fall at those parks. So maybe in time we will do it. I don't think we're going to see a drastic mm-hmm. decrease in price. Because like you said, those things are, are, aren't cheap at the best of times. But um, moving up, moving along, move along. We have got, um, speaking of, <laughs> we've got a comment from the Hyperion Gazette. A name oh. which I know Luke Boy knows very well. Oh, yes. Um, as, is that, that, that is Pevy's gang, isn't it? It, it is. It is. It is Isaac. Here. And I think um, also my friend Jack O'Neill is also a co-host on there now. I couldn't remember who the was, guy's who's name. World of Thrills on YouTube. He was on my uh, Patreon show last year. Jack is a legend. But yeah, what did they say? What did those guys say? Uh, those guys are certainly got their finger on the pulse, but they said, I think Lucasfilm has been doing really well recently. There seems to be a fairly clear vision of what they're doing and where they want to go. I hope they get to crack on with what they're doing. So the Gazette there, San Lucasfilm doing a good job. Um, mm-hmm. And also, yeah, check out Lukey Boy speaking to Jack, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's a great show. Um, we had our, our boy, Zuvium. Zuvium said he was okay with Zuvio. <laughs> He's okay with me. Bye-bye, Bob, and welcome back, Bob. Um, the Mancalorian. He said the positives for this is Star Wars matters to Iger more than Chapek. By executive standards, he gets it. He greenlit everything we've enjoyed to date in this era. The negatives, his history on pushing for fast development, faster mm. than the creative wanted, only two mm. years, so quite temporary. But the hiatus has been going for a while, so maybe a bit of urgency now to get things moving isn't a bad thing. Sometimes more artistically minded people, um, Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm need some nudges from the bean counters uh, Mancalorian always comes in strong there and the final one here's one for um, a differing opinion Mark Stafford on Twitter says we're probably going to get another 12 to 18 months of delays whilst every aspect of Disney's future plans are reviewed blah 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 although with the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi next year it will also mean a series of cash making tributes and no I do not mean the sequel trilogy well, Mark, I will say Disney does love anything which makes them cash. So I do expect to see an awful lot of Return of the Jedi stuff coming mm-hmm. out next year. Mm-hmm. So we do have mm-hmm. a differing opinion from the majority there. And well, like we always say, we are here for that. We are yeah. here for different, whatever side of the fence you sit on. Just keep your opinions respectful because that's what yeah. we're all here for. But Mark, mate, your opinion is no less valid than anybody else's. However, in, in, in the responses we got, it was a sea of positivity, wasn't it? Yeah, big time, mate. Big time. There was uh, people, it was like flipping Endor out here. People celebrating left, right and centre, letting off fireworks, you know, putting on the holiday special just for bands. Yeah, people are going crazy. Crazy. Yeah, no, we love to see it. We love to see it. And um, I'm, I'm pleased. And one thing I will say, again, to add to all the conversation is it's nice to see Disney being proactive about it. You know, they didn't like it. They thought, Do you know what, this this isn't right. The company's not in a good place. 
let's change it. Let's let's update things. Let's get them out. And for that, I I do I do respect the board. I do. So it shows they care. They care. Yep. Time will tell, my friend, whether this will be the inspired. Um, choice uh, that we think it's going to be or if Bob's going to uh, ride in on horseback as a saviour time will tell however he's mm. got the legacy behind him to make us think he's going to do a good job everybody if we didn't get to your voice message your tweets your Instagram your Facebook message please do continue sending them in each and every week and we'll do everything we can to get you on a future edition of The Bantina for extra content Go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right, Spice and Spider-Bantina. It's the Patreon question section. And to kick us off is our boy, the thickest teacher in Kansas, and by thick, I'm, I'm spelling that with two C's, not not. <laughs> and look, I'm digging a hole. Jimmy Adams. The daftest so, teacher uh, out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jimmy asks, Matt and Luke, I hope you're both doing well. I just binged the Tales of the Jedi. With all that is wrapped up into those stories, I couldn't help but focus on one strange idea. Yaddle. She doesn't talk like a person who has been hiding on a swamp planet and has only been speaking to animals and trees. Is this opening the door for Grogu not to talk in riddles like Master Yoda? Is Dave Filoni setting the groundwork here in... Um, yeah here in tales of the jedi when grogu starts talking in the mandalorian they will have set a precedent that not all yoda ish species talk with the same cadence uh, am i reading too much into it how do you feel about this what do you think grogu will sound like and what will his first words be thanks jimmy uh, from kansas uh, great question mm. there matty boy what are you thinking about <laughs> little grogu and yaddle and yoda and all of the talking it's a good question mm, mm. i sound like it's mm. a good question because it basically uh, yoda's just a goon <laughs> talking silly um do you know what the first thing i got from that question is uh i took anyways how mad is it going to be when when grogu says his first words i mean it sounded odd enough hearing yaddle talk not that mm-hmm. old bryce dallas didn't do a good job because he did it's just yoda we've only ever known one member of this species to talk and it's yoda and he talks with the, like you say with this strange cadence with this strange syntax with a strange voice as well and then we've got bryce dallas howard's yaddle who just sounds really nice like the sound of that yeah so how's grogu going to talk obviously he's going to talk with more uh, a childlike tone so for the first thing i took is i don't think i'm ready to hear grogu talk for one um but i'm i think it's a very interesting question because mm. for years we've all thought about the yoda why does he talk like that frank oz came up or, or, or george lucas or somebody or might have even been feloni came up with some backstory it's not official but there's like a backstory that yoda talks like that in tribute to his master so whoever that was, that's how they, they spoke. So for some reason, Yoda decided to just, oh, I'll just talk like, I'll, I'll just strip myself of my own independence and talk like that guy. Um, but I think, I think they might be setting a precedent there. I think yeah. that Grogu, when he does speak, I think is going to be more of a, a normal sounding uh, dialect. 
I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they drop a word out here or there to kind of have a happy medium. Yeah. Because I think if you start to have every member of that species speak normally and just Yoda doesn't, it does make Yoda out to be a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> to, to me, it makes him out to be a bit odd. So, I, but I think they are, though. I don't think it's a directive come from anyone. I just think that when Grogu talks just for ease, I think they're going to make him sound a little bit more standard, standard basic in, um, in galactic speak but um what will his first words be what will he sound like i think he'll sound quite childlike uh and his first words will be it's got to be something to do with din mando this is the way he's gonna ask or dada or something mando. but i think it'll be yeah oh, mando. Mando. Imagine if he's got like a cockney accent what mando um hello, mando. Mando. i think it'll be i think it'll be din or something like that or it'll be daddy which will be weird because people call pedro pascal daddy um It'll be something to do with Din, I think. And I don't know, I, I can't think without it sounding stupid, because the idea, I know it sounds really heartless, but the idea of him just going, Din! I, I don't know, <laughs> it just sound, it just, I can't picture it. I can't imagine little Grogu speaking, but if we think he's going to be ushering in the next generation of storytelling, he's going to have to soon. But I you think try. it will be something to do with Din, because it will be emotional, it will be heartbreaking, and it will wreck all of us if it's, even though if Din's on his deathbed and Grogu says something and it's like <gasps> so I don't know what it's going to be but it's going to be something to do with Mando uh, Lukey boy right back at you with Jimmy's question do you think they're setting mm. up a precedence by having Yaddle talk normally what's I, Grogu going to sound like yeah. and what's his first words going to be I do think it's not choice I do think it's not choice to have Yaddle talking normal you know um, mm-hmm. yep. maybe Maybe it is the fact that Filoni is obviously involved in both projects. It's a maybe. Or maybe it's just, um, maybe it's possible that they are keeping the options open for Good whoever point. decides that, right? So that we've only got Yoda and Yaddle to go off of, right? Mm. That's not many people. People, it's like the Twi'leks, right? The Twi'leks have got different accents in Clone Wars. They've got like French accents, whereas in live action, they don't seem to abide by that, right? Even when they're <laughs> no. from whatever planet they're from again I, f- I forget the name but like there yeah, you many know Ryloth and plenty of others yeah. Ryloth yeah Ryloth that's it mate um, and so when I think of that it's like yeah may- maybe it's just a Star Wars thing it's like yes they got loads of different accents and, and dialects in Star Wars that's it shrug do you know what I mean that's a really yeah. that's a really like that. yeah really basic answer I, I think with the Grogu thing that's a funny that's a funny situation to be in because Grogu is so iconic, so famous, so Already? like in 2020 or 2019. Yeah, no, I think it was 2020. He was the most Googled baby in the world. He surpassed the royal babies, Matt. That's like, ridiculous. You know, that, it, it, that does say a lot, I think. Um, and, and Grogu is just this huge phenomenon that just and and star wars knows it lucas probably i'll get help to that yeah yeah and 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 you know these disney guys now they're probably thinking look this is a cash cow isn't it this is a good reliable way to earn money and bring a lot of profit and record just recognizable character to to star wars and to disney plus right he's kind of like a mascot for this so they're going to need to play it very very smart i think they're probably going to if he does talk it's going to be in a long 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 time um yeah. i still vision you know 
Grogu, who's a bit older, a bit more capable, but can't quite talk. Maybe can say a few words, and if he does, he says them wrong, you know, in a, like a babyish sort of voice, toddler sort of voice. Um, I still see him getting dropped off with Ray, Finn on a new Jedi temple on a planet Man. and you've got kind of like a older Din Djarin with his helmet off just kind of like watching in the distance on his rocking chair just happy to watch his son you know be trained by the next generation of Jedi and then what I could honestly see is in the future you know you have these new films that are maybe set a few hundred or thousand years in the future and you hear legend and tales of people like Ray. Grogu, Finn, Luke Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, so on and so forth. So it could be that we don't even ever see Grogu or hear Grogu talk properly. Imagine that. That's that's a possibility. That's just a, I think that's just as possible right now as him mm-hmm. talking eventually. That's you know because you don't want to be the guy to ruin that. You know <laughs> they've got to get it right, haven't they? Because yeah. we're both struggling now. I think. Struggling mm-hmm. may not be the right word, but trying to comprehend what would a Grogu sound like? What does Baby Yoda sound like? Well, we've got one who has Yoda's speech pattern and one that has Yaddles. And like you said, Baby Yoda is now such a phenomenon in pop culture uh, that's been ushered in this in this new wave of uh, the Star Wars that yep. if he is going to be around for the next 20, 30 years or whatever it is they're planning, who knows? You've got to imagine they've got, they're going to have some idea for, for his story, which must involve him speaking, unless, he, unless that's part of, his, part of his story, is that he doesn't speak, he can't speak, or he, he doesn't, which would yep. be very interesting for him to go down that route. But you're right, it's the same with anything, the same with the name, Grogu. I think we've all kind of got used to it now. We, I know we all call him Baby Yoda still, mainly, but Grogu, when we first heard it, it was a bit like, oh, I don't know about that. It, sound, it doesn't look like a Grogu, does he? It looks like a Baby Yoda. Right and the speech things would be very very important I mean I don't envy whoever it is that's going to come out with that whether it's John mm. Dave or if they're going to maybe consult Frank Oz maybe and say you know what would how would you play it you know what would, what would your thoughts be on it just for a consultancy not necessarily give us the answer but I don't know it's an interesting it's a fun one to think of mate because whatever happens you know we're just going to have to accept it if we love it or don't that's, that's what it is but with Yoda that is so iconic. Speaking of iconic, there's only been three members of this species. One of them's iconic because we saw her in The Phantom Menace and then there's just mm-hmm. been this whole myth about her and that's the adult. Mm-hmm. Now she's not around anymore. Yoda is a pop culture juggernaut, you know, because of what he looks like because of how he speaks. Grogu and Baby Yoda, they, they've introduced this character. They've got to somehow live up to that now, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Good point, mate. Good point. And that's why it's such a good question. Let us know what you think, Jimmy, because you've mm-hmm. obviously thought about it. What are your thoughts? Let us know. Uh, Matty boy, I understand we have a pretty cheeky question next, mate. This one is uh, what we describe here at SSHQ as dirty. And it is very on topic and very uh, current. And it comes from somebody I've grown to know and respect in part. It's my brother, Sean Hudson. He sent in this voice message. Oi, oi, to my two favourite galactic Savaloys, and ahoy there. Uh, World Cup fever is upon us, so um, Patreon question for this month. Pretty simple. Between you, your Star Wars starting 11 for the World Cup football. Uh, so it could be somebody like Anakin Skywalker at centre-back, so he's good at chopping people down. Um, or it could be someone like Sniperhead up front, because he's a sharpshooter. 
if you see what I did there. Um, but yeah, between you, you're starting eleven uh, and a manager um, for uh, for the uh, the Star Wars World Cup FC. Um, can't wait to see you all next. Super excited for Star Wars um, celebration, uh, Curry and. By the sounds of it, Star Wars Sessions sickheads are going to be taking over the Fox on the Friday night. Um, so look forward to seeing you all there. Uh, but cheers, guys. Bye. We're coming for you at the Fox at Star Wars Celebration. Yes, we've got a World Cup themed question here, my friend. And between us now, we've got to play the role of the manager. Who are we going to pick in our starting 11? For the World Cup plus a manager. Well, I was going to say uh, it's obvious that Padme would be hosting the tournament because she's oh, yeah. got that. She's got that Amadola, and apparently oh. that's all you need to host a tournament, a World <laughs> that's Cup. That's all you need. I see. You don't need any scruples. You just need Amadola. That's all you need. <laughs> So Naboo's hosting it. The feed's yeah. got, to, got to have it then. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, not no, no, no. Just feed like you could imagine them actually playing football in Naboo, right? You know, it's going to be on a planet where you can't really imagine there being a football culture, and they and they still are like, hosting um, the World Cup there. Oh, like Fiorentina in Florence or something like that. A really nice background and all that. And Naboo FC, Naboo Villa. They are my Italian team, Fiorentina. I love a bit of purple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, okay. Who am I going to pick? Um, Poe Dameron up front because Poe is only two letters away from goal. You can't spell goal without O. So, yeah, I get it. O E. Or uh, no, just O. No, it's three letters away. Right. Good start, Luke. Yeah. Good Here we start. go. Spelling. You come to the set. All right, so you've gone for Poe Dameron up top. Yeah, Poe Dameron. Well, he looks he looks the part, doesn't he? He looks like he'd be a good footballer. Midfield captain, Captain Phasma, obviously. Um, <laughs> obviously. Obviously, Captain Phasma. I think we need a bit of... We need a bit of steel in midfield. We need a bit of... We need somebody who's going to get stuck in. We need someone who's going to put their put their foot in. Um, I'm actually going to throw a curveball. I'm going to put Cyril Khan in midfield. I reckon he's a bit of a hothead. He's, I, think, I think he'd do quite well in midfield. Oh, because he's a hothead. Holding midfield. Holding midfield. Okay. All right, so I like that. Captain Fasmer and Cyril in midfield. We've got one up top. Um, who are you going to put in goal, mate? Who's your goalkeeper? You pick him or her or them. Um, probably Qui Gon. Because mm. you, you take a shot at him and your chance is gone. <laughs> yeah? No point. Yes. You don't want to no roll point. the dice with him, do you? It's a stretch, but it, it, it checks out. It checks out, yeah. So, who oh. else? What, what are we going to have in defence, mate? Name to be a fair, defender. I think in defence, in centre-back, I think you need Boss Nass. I think you need Obviously. him anchoring and playing the Steve Bruce role in, in centre-back. Obviously, um, yeah. Uh, who, who else would you have as your centre-back partner? Bib Fortuna. Oh, Diwana Wonga. You need, you need to be fortunate, mate. Yeah. I think Lead I'd have Sebulba as a, as a wing-back as well, as a full-back Sebulba. Why? 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 Because you see, have you seen the way they run? <laughs> they're, they're pacey. I think. Basically, I think he, Trippier, mate. He's basically Kieran Trippier. Do you know what mate, I mean? Like, so Bulba's trippy, but Kieran's Trippier. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we love it. Oh, <laughs> dad jokes. This is so stupid. This um, is so stupid. But what about the other fullback, mate? I've picked Bulba. Um, probably like who'd who'd be pretty quick? Oh, Obi Wan. Like, do that. Like one like speed force thing that we've only seen once in the Phantom Menace <laughs> <laughs> just like bang down the wing okay so big boy I'm just Obviously. putting down our team here so we've got and in the middle we've got Cyril 
We've got Phasma, Captain Phasma. We need, uh, I don't know how many of that is. One, two, three, four, five, six. We've got Poe up top, seven. Uh, Mon Mothma, mate. Tactical genius. Is she going to play the anchor role? Is she going to play on the wing, middle? Um, Middle. I I see the moth as a middle. Do you? (laughs) See, I think yeah, she's I in see the middle that. of everything, isn't she? Like she's oh, got family hey. drama, family drama, rebellion drama, andor drama, Stellan drama. Like she just Ooh. loves it, but she deals well with it. A bit like Jude Bellingham, apparently. Oh, Bellingham, he he's loves nineteen. He's, he's mental. He's he is nineteen. Isn't he? Good. I don't believe that. How about um, if we're going to go for sharpshooters? We've already had. Whatever that guy was called, Sniperhead. I'm going to go Fennec Shand up top with Poe Dameron because I like Fennec Shand. Yeah, Fennec Shand. She can, like, assassinate the goalkeeper, can't so she? So Fennec and Poe. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who's young? Who's, who's, who's young in Star Wars? Lil Annie. Maybe a little Annie. Or, no. Padme? No. No, 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 no. We're missing someone in the team. We need um, Annie's mate. What's his name? Flipping! Oh, God, the ball yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, not De- not Kitster. Kitster. Kitster's Kitster. going in the midfield. Get him He's on. Play ball. Does he, he say that? Ball? No, it's that other one. Funny looking kid. The spicy who says that. <laughs> Yes. Right, I think yeah. we've got our teammate. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's eleven. We got. Right, in goal, mate, I'm going to be quick. In goal, Qui-Gon Jinn, at the back in miscellaneous positions. Yeah. Zabulba, Boss yeah. Nass, Bib yeah. Fortuna, Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. Mm-hmm. In the middle, Captain Phasma, Cyril Khan, Mon Mothma and Kitster. And up mm-hmm. top, to one head of a pilot, Poe Dameron and Fennec, the assassin Shand. Love it. Any Perfect. idea for a manager, mate? I've got an idea. You've got an idea. What's your idea? A manager? Oh, maybe Moff... Moff Tarkin, maybe. Ooh, just because? Yeah, well, he's an old guy, isn't he? (laughs) He's got the experience. Yeah, he's got the experience. He's got the nas. He's got the nas. I was going to go for somebody who knows how to handle different people, different backgrounds. He also knows how to run a business, football's a business. Dexter Jetster. But the thing is of Tarkin, mate, yeah, is he ain't afraid to swap out a roster. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, but but then again, Dexter Jetster does rotors every day. He's a manager. Nah, he's a trainer. He's, nah, he, he just flips, mate. <laughs> flips burgers and tells lies. Tells <laughs> lies. <laughs> yeah, I suppose Tarkin commits. I don't know genocide. Either way, they're both as bad as each other. Jet Jetster would be uh, good in Serie A, mate. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Sam Allardyce. <laughs> <laughs> big Sam, right. big Dex. Yeah. There we go. Right. Good question, Shorty boy. Good question, mate. Good question. Sessions FC is about to win the Galactic Cup. Can't be called the World Cup. That is it then for this session. Shawnee boy, everybody out there, if you fancy clubbing together, do it individually, do it as part of a team. Squad up. Give us you are you are. Give us your Galactic Cup eleven and a manager, just like we've done. I don't think you're gonna beat our team, but no, you will try. Thank you for sending those two in. We're going to be back again, same time again next week with a couple more filthy Patreon questions. However, bartender, sorry about the mess. But that's it for us. We're going to be back again, same time again, here next week in the Bantina.
the Star Wars Sessions game. Game! Lukey Boys has been holding on to a Totoro. I'm going to do the same. Oi, oi. Oh, Totoro! Cat-bus. That's it. <laughs> Every time that song comes on, I shout, Catbus! We're not here to talk about Totoro today. We are here to play a game. At the end of each week, we end on a Star Wars-themed game. We alternate hosting responsibilities. This week is my responsibility. Luke Bly, do you want to know what you're playing? Yeah, of course, mate. What are we playing? Well, I wanted to know as well, because I forgot it was my week. So I've come up with the most laziest option. And we're playing a game of Disney Plus impressions, because that's what you are good at, my friend. I've got a list of characters all linked to a Disney Plus property. Star Wars, of course. None of this Marvel or Pixar stuff. All Lucasfilm, mate. And I want you to do an impression of their their best phrase, or make it a football chant, whatever you want. You've got to do your best impression. (laughs) Football chant. Yeah, go on then. I'll do that. I'm going to run with that. Hit that music, son. Right, the first impression <laughs> I want you to do is The Return of the King, Bob Iger. Uh, Return of the King. Um, we love you, Iger. We do. He is a tiger. He is. We love you, Iger. We do. Oh, he don't take the mick. <laughs> Ray one nil to the sessioners. Yeah. Um, next one, mate. He's uh, he's all gone now for season one. Cassie and Andor. Give me an impression Andor. of something of Andor. Andor. Um, Andor. Uh, all right, yeah. There were ten stormtroopers in the air, in the air. There were ten stormtroopers in the air. And the RAF, of course, and the RAF, of course, and the RAF, of course. And not one down, not one down. Not, not like, slaughtered them because we're family friendly. Family friendly. Make and ten stormtroopers for like a hundred. Like there were nine bombers in the air. It's all about the execution. Oh, of it yes we haven't said it all episode we can't go without saying it so that's um right and or go by mate um let's go for <laughs> let's go for luthan rail luthan um rail big boy rail. rail comes down the wing back in the net scores runs to the corner <laughs> so <laughs> yeah <laughs> the funniest thing is Lukey Boy Lukey Boy's having to look around to make sure nobody can hear him yeah. talking this absolute it, cat it's more that it's more that I thought I heard something maybe like my brother's dog I'm recording at my brother's house you see maybe my brother's dog's like just standing like what's he doing Rose. what are these sweaty Star Wars nerds talking about <laughs> what are they shouting for uh, next one Reva Reva um we love you, Reva. The ba 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 ba. We love you, Reva. <laughs> ignore, ignore the haters. We love you, Reva. This is literally really the vogue, the songbook of British soccer fans, isn't it? I've not really thought about that one, but yeah. I'm a Reva. Um, Reva, no, so no I, I, I like it to the point. Uh, Fenix Shand. Um, um. <laughs> Ignore the ham, it's Fennec Shand. <laughs> Ignore the ham, it's Fennec Shand. And then, um, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of stuff that's like appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> what does she say? Uh, well, not much. What does she in the say? Book of Boba Fett they didn't give her much to do. Oh, out of order. Boba Fett's best Disney Plus series, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. it deep down. Yeah. There's yeah. deep down. There's part of you that thinks, yeah, Boba Fett's so good. <laughs> So good. <laughs> it's getting True. Fennec Dand. <laughs> getting them all in now. Fennec Dand. Yeah, go on. Okay. What's next? What's uh, next, anyway? Uh, let's go for Dead Ramiro. Um, there was one Dead Ramiro on the field. <laughs> now there's two Dead Ramiro on the field. <laughs> and there's just loads of them. They're just multiplying, but they're just, just all like blonde fascist imperials. Do you know what I mean? They just all look the same. You're like, oh yeah, there we go. There's another one. Yeah, grief cargo. Grief cargo. Yep. We got one more um, after this. Right. Who's the muppet? Who's the muppet? <laughs> Who's the muppet with the hat? With the hat. Who's the Muppet? He don't even wear a hat, does he? Doesn't need a hat, he's a Muppet. There we go. Just trying to do him. Swimburn, youngling murderer would be good at this. Oh, he loves it. He'd be very good at that. He loves the chant, doesn't he? What about the final one there, my friend? Excuse me. Is Karn. Cyril Karn. You know, I feel like he'd just be bullied. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, be friendly now. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's just he would. He's just, he's just prime. Do you ever see people? You're like, yeah, I know for a fact you were bullied at school, or like, yeah, or some people. Been, not that we condone it for anyone. To no, tell us I'm not. No, 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 um, not at all. Not at all. Like, I'm yes, just saying. Like, some you, people, you're like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably just throw like I had a mate right who was at a football game who threw a. I'm not condoning this at all. Yeah. Welcome um, to Britain. He was at a football game and he had a, he just got a hot pie. So at football games at half time <laughs> or, or at the beginning of the game, you'll go get like a meat pie um, <laughs> with like beer or whatever. And he had one and he threw it. He went to throw it at like someone. I don't know why. He's, he's a, he, this guy's like the definition of a loose cannon. And um, the pie like exploded on this guy's face on, like, no! a, steward, on a steward's face. Yeah, so Stewart, like when he like this mate of mine describes it, it's just he went down, he went down to the ground, he folded meat meat pie, boiling hot gravy on his face, and he went he went to like jail for the night. <laughs> I'm not joking. He, he went he went to jail <laughs> like, for the night. I've bitten into a pie and my tongue's been numb for like a day or two afterwards. Let alone what it's like when it's like the, the heat of Mustafa in your face. Yeah, man, you're hanging around with the wrong people. I, I ain't seen him in a while. He's been in but, jail. <laughs> but yeah, the, I, I'm, the wrong ones, mate, you know, wrong ones. So that's, the, that's what would happen to Cyril. That's the that's the game. 99% of football fans, actually, no, that's a, that's an exaggeration. 80% of football fans are great people. <laughs> 80%, most of us are really fun and we just go to watch even the game. Then, even then, it's probably... It's I probably think it's probably about 30%. That, mate. I'd say about 20 or 30% of which we Who are. Who would even. Elon Musk support? We're in that if number. If you team. Man City or Paris Saint-Germain. I'm a City fan. Well, all right, and Paris, PSG then, because they do I can't stand books. PSG. I can't there you go. Then. That's why he does Listen, why he'd like my them. team has flipping earned being a wealthy team. I don't care what anyone says, mate. Yeah? <laughs> City, like, with like, the 
biggest club on the planet that hadn't won anything <laughs> forever <laughs> other than just getting promoted. That's it. And then That's there's it. Spurs who just get along. Just oh, well, now, no, yeah, Tottenham are the new one of those. But yeah, right. before Because I remember Jamie, J- big boy Jamie, telling us like, mate, I find it weird when you talk football on the podcast. I'm not like, like it's it, it's weird, isn't it? It's not Star Wars. I'm like, oh, calm down, Jamie. You yeah, love we, it, really. We tied it into Star Wars. It was a galactic-themed game, Jamie yeah, and everybody out there. Well, all right, I'll start talking about football now so we don't alienate alien pun, oh. alienate any more of our listeners. We'll talk yeah. about pod racing instead next time. But, mate, yeah. you crushed it. I'm sad you didn't get a When the Saints Go Marching In reference in there, but, you know, we can't all be perfect. Maybe next wow. time. The, when the Euros come round, we'll do another one. But when the Cyrils come marching in with a pie in, in their the face, cartons. <laughs> no, it don't work. Um, <laughs> clones? No, I'm going to try. Yeah, that. when the clones yeah. come, yeah, no, that could work. Yeah, there's plenty of clones. They will march in. They want to be in that number. Which one? Fives, ninety nine. Which I don't know, whatever Bly was. Um, yeah, we'll do another nice. game next week. We'll probably put a little bit more thought into it. I got so excited with the news of Iger with the news of, well, just seeing Luke's fringe when it wasn't up to start with, I completely threw me for a curveball. And uh, that was this week's game. Luke Bly absolutely nailed it, man. This is a sight. He looks great. Man, he looked like something out of the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just doing it straight. Right, let's do the outro, mate. People are going to be going mental at the moment. They're going to go, oh, such a good main topic, such a good Bantina went downhill after that. That's what people are going to be saying. Just like the world out. What's wrong with these two? Gears a rating, will ya? Gears a rating. Gears a rating. Damon Albarn over there has asked you to give him a rating. If someone could do on Apple Podcasts, yeah, a review and includes football stuff in it, that'd be great. Just we'll to, just for out. a joke, just for a laugh. Yeah, if he yeah. do, if anyone does any great reviews, got to be five star. We'll read some of them out, man. We'll, if uh, especially if they've got a little bit of wit and a little bit of uh, cheeky humour to them, we'll get them on the show. And if they've got yeah. a bit of footy talking them. Well, they're going to be yeah, on there yeah, for football. Yeah, yeah well, we're really man. Our favorite. All football, all footy fans put on a voice when they talk. A bit like me when I go when I talk to somebody at the car garage. Uh, <laughs> but, um, on that bombshell, I do. That is going to be it then for episode number one hundred and eighty-two of Star Wars Sessions. But fun doesn't end there, my friend. The fun never ends, no. as far as we're concerned. However, no one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Bly? They can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Search for us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Just search Star Wars Sessions, and we will be there. Oh, we're also on Hive and Tumblr. Just in yes. case someone we mentioned earlier breaks a nap <laughs> I've also just mentioned in the last sentence. <laughs> <Other> <laughs> apps are available. What, what happens, happens, you know. We're not like, anyway. Yeah, do that. Uh, if you want to send us a voice note or an email just to say hello, send it to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. $2 gets you into the club. And there is an immense amount of bonus content on there. Honestly, if you love our podcast and you listen week in, week out, I, I, I think you're honestly doing yourself a disservice by not at least checking it out. It's great fun. And we've got some great stuff coming uh, before the end of the year. So we will keep you guys updated on that very soon. Yes, sir. What he said. Uh, but if you do want to support the show for free, 
you can do so by leaving a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice, which includes Spotify. Thank you to all those who have dropped us a five-star rating on there. Those five stars really help the show grow. It introduces new listeners, and it's another way to hear from more of each of you lot every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your nearest billionaire, tell your cousin, (laughs) tell your Ewok, the more the merrier the castle spicy. Yes, tell your nearest England manager that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke, may the force be with you always. Luke. Um, Bood Jellingham. It's got to be. He's my man of the match. Uh, <laughs> 193 ratings on Spotify. That's good going, guys. Let's get it to 200, please. Yeah. yeah. Please. Do it. Please. Please. Thanks. Yeah. Essex-based podcast heroes... Right, this is going to be my kill. No! (laughs) (laughs) We are getting smashed!